there, and welcome to the Stories for Tomorrow podcast. So, what's it all about? If you love listening to inspiring and fascinating stories, you are in the right place. We love chatting with interesting people, people with stories to tell. In each episode, we will be sharing true stories told by real people. We believe that stories should last forever, and our mission is to keep stories alive by sharing them. We hope you enjoy it. This podcast is sponsored by Clockbox, a digital memory box of your life to be shared with future generations. With your host, Larissa Lima. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Stories for Tomorrow podcast. In this episode, we're going to have a lovely chat with a businesswoman and young mother. We're going to talk about some of the challenges of balancing her marching career with being an incredible mother to her little boy. So with no further ado, let's get started with Sophie Tall. Hello, Sophie. I'm so happy to have you on the Stars for Tomorrow podcast. How are you today? Yeah, really well. Thank you, Larissa. It's lovely to see you too. That's very good. So let's get started. Tell us a little bit about yourself and where you were originally from. Yeah, sure. So I uh, live in the south of England in a little town called Lewis. It's just outside of Brighton. Um, And I live there with my husband and my little boy who's three years old. Um, I grew up in Eastbourne, uh, right on the coast. Um, yeah, so not uh, travel far, but have been traveling around the world in that time uh, to various places as well. Ah, oh, that's so cool. And do you have a favorite childhood memory to share with us today? Do you know what? When I read this question, I was like, there's so many. <laughs> I, I think I'm really lucky that I actually remember my childhood memories because a lot of people I know they have trouble when I've asked that question before they go oh god I can't remember past that point yeah. um so really fortunate to remember some but like I said we grew up on the beach um our house was on the beach really really lucky um and I just remember with my two brothers we used to go and sort of salvage other people's what was probably rubbish you know like left behind surfboards or um just stuff to make sandcastles and we'd just spend time on the beach um mucking around and like riding the surfboards down the beach um so yeah there's some of the fond memories definitely living there that came back to me um and just spending time with family um yeah my dad my dad was a my dad is a fisherman um and he used to launch his boat off that beach um so just remember daily going out and sort of helping him with that um so I think the beach is probably <laughs> where most of my childhood memories come from definitely uh that sounds so cool that's so nice and Sophie I also know that you work as a head of marketing at Leo Consecure would you mind tell us a little bit more about uh, the company and the work that you're doing there yeah sure it's actually such an exciting company um we are a startup um so Leo Cancer Care was founded probably four or five years ago in Sydney in Australia. Um, And it's all about developing uh, products for radiotherapy. So treating cancer patients with radiotherapy. Um, And at the moment, everything, every uh, patient that's treated with that is is laid down at the moment, um, traditionally, but we're developing products that are all in the upright orientation. So um, you're seated or perched. Um, And 
I guess that brings a whole host of benefits, but one that I'm most excited about is just making patients more comfortable and feel more in control in their, in their treatment. Um, so it's, it's an interesting one because I've never worked in healthcare before. So I've had to learn a lot of science, a lot of technology. Um, and, but a thing that I really do enjoy the most is, is speaking and meeting with patients, um, and understanding that journey because, it's just so important for that to influence what we do going forward. That's so interesting. Uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. I actually did some research in local cancer care. And I thought it was so interesting the way that you're trying to make like the cancer journey a way easier. It's something that's already very hard for people. That's so yeah. nice. That's so yeah, nice. We, we call it a paradigm shift because it's it's you know, a lot of people say, well, why hasn't this been done before? Because it's one of those such simple changes and innovations. Um, but it was, it was that, that go back 50 years ago when patients were first treated with radiotherapy, that's how they tried to do it, but people were too sick or laying down. So um, people are being diagnosed earlier now. And so, you know, walking in and out of treatment and um, yeah, it's the right time to do it. And uh, we're, we're growing really fast, which is fantastic. That's great. That's great. I also heard you started a new career recently, motherhood. Yeah. <laughs> the number one career, the one, the, you know, yeah. most important one, definitely. Exactly. <laughs> so you have a three years old boy. And how was for you after educating like so many years to marketing career? shifting your full attention to a new beautiful career how do you find like the balance between work and motherhood do you know I, I go back to a conversation I had with my friend Anna and she she said it really clearly because I think it is all about balance um yeah. and do you know what finding the perfect balance is probably impossible so mm-hmm. that's one thing you have to really sort of rationalize in your brain is that you know, there might never feel a time that you're getting it right. And that's okay. Um, but she sort of said to me that, you know, your, your life, you've got to think about it a bit like a puzzle. And she said, you know, work and career is one puzzle piece and your little boy and motherhood is another puzzle piece and they're going to fit together. Um, you know, and Reg- Reggie, my little boy's come into the puzzle. Um, and you've just got to think about it like that, that it's going to fit together. You've just got to piece the two. So, um, yeah, no, I think I think that's that's really it is is recognizing that there is no real perfect balance and knowing that you know life does change and your priorities do change and um it's 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 about just really understanding that, I think. 100%, 100%. So just to get a little bit more insight about yourself, let's say we're creating a clock box time capsule for you right now. And we're setting the release date for 50 years, 5 zero. Yeah. What would you clock in there to describe who you are? Yeah. And again, I think you could put a bit of pressure on yourself to think of something really grandiose. Yeah. Like, you, know, you could be like, well, what is my legacy here that I'm going to leave? But um, yeah, I think you've, you've got to kind of go back to what we're creating memories every day, right? You know, mm-hmm. even if it's um, conversations shared or, um, you know, someone really nice that you met for the first time. Um, so I think for me, my my legacy for now is I'd really like to capture the fact that my little boy has had a brilliant life because yeah. for me, equal me being a good mum. And 
I think right now we really want the business to uh, succeed in in delivering that better care. So I think that that for us would be a real milestone that we'd want to put in the clock box, 100%. Definitely. And would you like to add pictures, like maybe videos, like letters? What would you think would describe you the best? Yeah, I think pictures are a really good one because I had this thought as well that at the moment everything's digital right and we put it all into this big photo album on our phones but actually yeah. you know in that time in 50 years time where is that one place that we're going to go to to find the important ones or the memories yeah. we really want to talk to about our to our grandchildren maybe you know so um i think photos is a great one um and i would want to put my very special album photos in there i think Oh, that's so nice. That's so nice. And whose time capsule would you like to receive or have received? Yeah, so I thought about this and then my mum's dad, I never met because he died before any of us were born. So, you know, he never really got to be a grandfather, but I hear the stories of his life. So he was a firefighter in World War II. He oh, wow. became a, a travelling salesman and he could speak seven languages. And then oh, wow. he became a businessman and set up seven hairdress, hair salons um, and, you know, and, and cut hair for some really famous people. And so I just think he sounded like such a such a baller, you know, such yeah. a... <laughs> that I would just love an insight into his life. And, and um, you know, I th there was even stories of, him and my grandma you know my grandma was a lot younger and so you know it was just a really exciting time for both of them and I I think you know it must have it, it must be sad for my mum to think that he never got to be a granddad but to be able yeah. to share memories would have been really cool a hundred percent be amazing like to have a video from him hundred percent and um what would you clock in a time capsule for your boy in a specific? Would you have like something in a specific that would you like to put in there for him, like for the future? Would you like to pass on your legacy and never be forgotten? Download an easy guide on how to create a digital time capsule from this podcast description and save your memories forever for future generations. This podcast is sponsored by Clockbox, a digital memory box of your life. Um, I think when we talked about my childhood memories and I think, uh, you know, I, I see him playing here in the garden and, and just being a real little boy. Um, and yeah, I think it's it's clocking those memories because, like I said, I'm really fortunate that I can dive back into them in my mind, but not everyone can. So, um, yeah, I would want him to see um, that. I would want him to see see that you know what, what sort of childhood and and how he loved to play outdoors. Definitely, oh, that's so nice. That's so nice. That's so nice. So, just one final question for you now, Sophie. What was the most important thing that you've learned in life? Yeah, I I have learned the most. I would say from my parents, um, and I think a lot of people will say that. Um, but my parents have proven to me. Uh, and the lesson that I've learned is that you don't need much or you don't need to do much in life to actually be happy. Um, yeah. You know, if you met them, they've got holes in their jeans. They're wearing 
t-shirts that are like 10 years old and <laughs> but they've they have got financial freedom and you just wouldn't know it from looking at them Larissa like you, mm-hmm. you meet them and you think wow there's people are really down to earth um and they don't go anywhere they don't do much you know but they're very happy in sharing goals together and and achieving a life on on like a shared values and so I think I look to them to remind myself that because in this world at the moment I think you can set the bar really high um Mm -hmm. and I think it's really important and they they've just taught me to stay quite grounded whatever you're doing you know remind yourself to be grateful for whatever you have and treasure treasure those moments definitely 100 percent. that's so nice that's so nice yeah i love i love asking this question people always give me really nice uh, answers so that's so nice thank you thank you for sharing i uh, just one thing that i thought uh, one question that i thought about now um have you ever like met somebody in your life that you felt that that person made you change your path hmm um that's a hard question. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> I didn't give you time to think about this one. <laughs> I, I, I actually think it would be my husband. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he, he, when we met, um, was offered the job in Sydney, and um, I had always wanted to travel, but my career made me stay in the UK, and I had big plans to go to Sydney and travel solo. Um, but I, I, yeah, we made the leap together and he, you know, I think for a lot of people that could have been a make or break situation. Uh, we'd only been together sort of six months, um, but we went for it. And uh, yeah, I think um, he's taught me to, again, he's, he's very down to earth. He's very um, just take things as they come. Whereas um, I'm probably a little bit more a warrior. Uh, so I got on the plane, no job, n- didn't know oh where I was going in Sydney. And I went and um, do you know, it's absolutely changed our path because that's where we sort of discovered Leo Cancer Care. And um, it is like having another family member, um, <laughs> you know, working somewhere like that together, especially as well. But um, we are absolutely a team. And I think I, I think he's definitely um, changed my path for the better in the future. 100%. Oh, that's so nice. That's so nice. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. It's such a big challenge and uh, it changed everything in the future. 100%. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Thank you so much, Sophie. I just love it getting to know you a little bit better and sharing some of your wisdom and uh, life story in the Stars for Tomorrow podcast. Thank you so much. Oh, no, loved it. Thank you so much, Larissa. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Stories for Tomorrow. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This podcast is sponsored by Clockbox, a digital memory box of your life to be shared with future generations. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.